92.7 WMAY. Springfield's News and Talk. Good afternoon and welcome to the program. Really excited to start out today with something that combines two of my passions, history and our local creative community. They've come together in a, a very impressive way for a really powerful documentary that you need to see and, and you'll have an opportunity to do so this Monday night at the Hoagland Center for the Arts with a screening of the work called Potentially Dangerous. And it is about the experience of Italian-Americans in World War II. It is a remarkable story. Uh, the director and co-producer of this uh, really important work is Zach Beliva, and he's in studio with us this afternoon. And Zach, welcome. Thanks so much for being here. And my pleasure. It's an honor to be here. Long-time listener, first-time guest. So <laughs> well, happy to be with you. Thank you for that, and thank you for sharing uh, this work uh, with, with me, with the community, with the, the country. Uh, a story we need to hear, and it is remarkable that uh, I, I was not aware of this. And I've read a lot about World War II and World War II on the home front. I find that endlessly fascinating. We all know about the in internment of Japanese-Americans in World War II, but what happened to, uh, to Italian-Americans is something I just honestly was unaware of, and I'm, I'm surprised at just the, the lack of information about it until I saw your documentary. How did you become aware of this, and, and what motivated you to turn it into this kind of a work? Well, thanks for those kind words, by the way. And this was a, a story and a subject that was new to me as well, despite the fact that my family's Italian, that I've lived and worked in Rome and in Venice, that I have dual citizenship. This story was new, and it hit my radar as well. That happened because I've worked in the film industry for many years and I was aware of this forum called the Russo Brothers Italian American Film Forum. Joe and Anthony Russo are um, very successful filmmakers. They, they do Marvel movies, most recently The Gray Man for Netflix. And every year they seek through a grant program to find new films and filmmakers who are doing something to elevate the experience of Italians in America. And so I really wanted to apply to that program, but I needed a story. So I Googled unknown Italian story. And when you do that, you find the work of a hysteria historian named Larry DeStasi, who wrote a book on this subject called In Italian, Una Storia Segreta, which is a secret story or a secret history about the internment and persecution of Italians during World War II. So I contacted Larry. He partnered with us to kind of funnel sources our way. We entered that Russo Brothers Italian American Film Forum, which is a competition, ended up winning that program, wow. got the support of, of the Russo Brothers, and that kind of put us off the map, on the map, and we were, we were off to the races then. I, I want to come back to, to that award that is very prestigious and uh, and remarkable. I have to say, though, that right now there are countless uh, budding wannabe writers, producers, directors who are saying, Google unknown Italian story and kicking themselves that they didn't think of something like that. That's that's kind of stunning. Uh, but but I, when you when you then see that and find it, it's like, oh, my God, this is this is so ripe for discussion and, and dramatization. Uh, but it's one thing to uh, to to find that germ of an idea. It's another thing to do what you did, which is to find the direct descendants of people impacted by this, people who as children saw their parents being rounded up, saw their parents' businesses taken away from them. Tell me a bit about the process of, of finding those people and getting them to open up to you the way they did. Well, we need to, again, recognize the work of people like Larry DeStasi and others who have written about this subject, because many years ago, the Italians who went through these traumatic experiences were reluctant to talk about it on the record. And because of that, we needed, obviously, help 
identifying them, but also they were finally willing to tell their stories, I think in part because they're realizing they're in their 80s, they're in their 90s, they're not going to be with us forever. And that's why we really felt like time was of the essence for us to capture these first-person eyewitness accounts while we still have the opportunity to do so. So we wanted to identify people. There were 600,000 Italians living in America who were considered enemy aliens, placed under restrictions, curfews. They had to carry identification, be fingerprinted at the post office. Many of them were detained and even interned. So hearing some of them tell their stories, and then we were able to use local talent to stage some reenactments, which you can see uh, in the documentary at the screening. We filmed some of these with local actors from the community at the Christian County Historical Society in Taylorville, and, and that was really meaningful. The other uh, principal crew members on this project are my wife, Naomi Believa, who's a producer, and our friend Noah Reedhead, who is a producer. He also served as our cinematographer and our editor. Noah's from Taylorville, and he and I grew up doing shows together um, with the ACTT, with the Springfield Theater yeah. Center, with the Muni, and so to be able to use and tap into some of that local community to get the wonderful actors that are part of the Central Illinois community to help us tell this story was really meaningful, and it's kind of a full circle moment for us to be able to come back to the Hoagland on Monday night, the 14th, 7 p.m. People can join us there. We're going to have a screening. Naomi and I will take questions um, from the audience and share this work with the local community. We're really excited to do that. You know, it's so uh, interesting uh, visually because you combine uh, the the historical footage of that era and things that were happening uh, here on the home front and overseas during the war. You have these reenactments that look so authentically 1940s in the dress and the costumes and the sets, the the, the homes of of Italian-American families back then, and you recreate that so effectively. And it's just, um, you know, so beautifully staged and and shot, too. And and there's, you know, just great uh, visual effects in the credits and things. I mean, this is it's just a very impressive production. And I know this isn't your first rodeo uh, in all of this, but but the means to pull that all together and have it come out looking uh, so so remarkable in the finished product here. Uh, How how long an effort was it to bring it all together? We were working under some tight restrictions and deadlines. We're very grateful, of course, to have the support from the Russo brothers. They make $200 million movies, and their grant program is $8,000. They also give you a deadline of five months, and we were working during the pandemic, so we had quite a number of restrictions to work under. We did a a Kickstarter support to round out that budget a little bit, but still, we were able to pull this off thanks to support not only from the local Springfield community and the people who trusted us to tell their stories, but a lot of in-kind donations, people working for free. Nobody really got paid on this project. All of that budget basically went to travel and legal expenses, and I really have to credit my co-producers with going above and beyond, and you know, everybody, I think, saw that this was an untold story that we wanted to get out to the mainstream, and in order to do that, it became a passion project, and we just poured all we had into it, really proud with what we've been able to to achieve, and um, the, you know, the results for us, it's nice that we've been in some festivals and that we've won some awards, but the most meaningful results are when the people who shared their stories with us are proud of what we've put together. This is a complex story that other people have tried and sort of failed to tell before, and when I have a 94-year-old man come to me and say, hey, I'm proud of how you portrayed this experience, and I want copies of the DVD to share with my kids and my grandkids, that's the biggest uh, award that, that me and the others on our team can get, and we're just so thankful that the people who participated in this are happy with the results. Talking with Zach Believa, he is the director and a co-producer of Potentially Dangerous, telling the story of what happened to Italian-Americans here on the home front during World War II, uh, and obviously the Russo brothers' uh, involvement is very impressive, but you had another very big name attached to this project as well. Yeah, we wanted to see what doors we could open and really see how far we could take this project that started off with this small but mighty team, and so we wanted to add another name to it. We started thinking about who could help us open doors 
that had kind of a natural connection to our audience. And the first name that came to mind is John Turturro. John is a well-known, legendary actor, writer, producer. Most people may not know that he's fluent in Italian. He's interacted with sort of the biggest names in Italian cinema, playwrights, authors. He's directed a documentary that showcases the musical traditions of Naples, Italy. And so John was just a very obvious first choice for us. We reached out to his team, and his father was also in the the U.S. military, and they have uh, connections to Sicily and Puglia. And right away, John watched the documentary and and thankfully became a big supporter and advocate for us. And he's um, just helping us see how far we can carry this forward. Next year, we'll have the opportunity to make the documentary available to all the PBS member stations in the PBS ecosystem for up to three years uh, through an agreement with with them. And so we're we're very happy to know that millions of people will be able to see this locally produced documentary uh, nationwide and really looking forward to that. Is this something you mentioned you've you've had several honors for this. Is this something that could be eligible even for uh, Oscar consideration at some point? The way that Oscar eligibility works for us, the timing and the categories and the the, the way that you have to qualify is, is, is sort of off. So I don't think that that's in the cards. And, and right now, um, our, our main goal with it is really getting this unknown story out to the mainstream because we feel like this sheds light on an unknown chapter of American history. And also there's an important connection to what's happening in modern day politics. And we can also do our part to sort of preserve and communicate Italian American culture and how these events impacted the expression of what it means to be an Italian in America today. So those are our main goals right now. You know, we want people to see the documentary. I don't want to, don't want to give away too much of it, but but give me a sense of uh, from the, the people that you talked with and the family members uh, of those who, who went through this. Uh, you know, you, you hear them tell their stories and it's clearly very emotional and something that still is raw with them, even though it was almost 80 years ago now. Uh, but um, do, do they do they hold lingering resentment, bitterness? You know, when they when they think of America and what America is supposed to be, it must be hard for them to to, to reconcile that. The, the story is full of juxtapositions, and it's interesting because many of these people, in fact, almost, I, I believe everyone we talked to went on to become American citizens after the fact. And Al Bronzini, who's the, the 90-something-year-old man that I mentioned, his mother's favorite song forever was the Star Spangled Banner. <laughs> and these people in some ways understood that it was wartime and there were certain steps that our country had to take, but are these the steps that were necessary? And, you know, as uh, a former member of the Department of Justice mentions in the documentary, there were never any acts of sabotage uh, discovered as having been perpetrated by these people who were seen as suspicious, not because of something they had done, but only because they were where they were born, what language they spoke. And is that, are those the policies that we want to have in, in a country? And as the electorate, um, you know, are those things that we want to be supporting and, and what does it mean for the, for the modern day discussion? Again, we encourage people to uh, to f- seek this out, to find it, to uh, to view it, to uh, hear these firsthand accounts, to uh, see local talent recreating uh, what some of these families went through. It's a remarkable work, and your chance to see it next comes up Monday evening at the Hoagland Center for the Arts. Tell us about the screening, and there's a Q&A involved here as well. Yeah, the screening I, I, is just something we're really excited to come and share. We haven't had an opportunity to do a lot of public screenings apart from some of the big f- film festivals that we've been in. Really thankful to some of our local sponsors. We have the Del Giorno Law. 
Law Office, the Italian American Podcast, Antonio's Pizza, and others who are helping us put on this event. And we will screen a short film before this feature documentary. We will then share the documentary. And then afterwards, Andrew Hansen will MC and facilitate a discussion with uh, Naomi and me. And we'll also take some questions from the audience. And we invite people to stay afterwards for a little reception. You know, Naomi and I have been living with our son, Anthony, in California for a while. Just recently moved back full time to the local uh, Springfield area. And so to have a chance to reconnect with some people, uh, also people in the the local community, uh, the local arts community, and see how we may collaborate in the future. Just really excited to see some familiar faces there Monday night at 7. And then um, other ways to stay in touch, potentiallydangerousfilm.com. We're on social media at Potentially Dangerous Film. Hopefully do some other events in and around uh, the area. And we're uh, getting invited to to screening sort of nationally as well. So there may be um, other opportunities for people living outside of Springfield. You can get tickets online at hcfta.org for the screening Monday evening, 7 o'clock, Potentially Dangerous. Zach Beliva is the director and a co-producer, along with his wife Naomi and Noah Reedhead, uh, of this uh, really important work that needs and deserves to be seen. So we hope you'll get out to see it on Monday evening at the Hoagland. Zach, again, congratulations to you. Thanks for taking the time and all the best 